For the last few weeks and several months, we have been discussing change on this podcast, embracing change, the things that you need to look forward to changing about yourself as an individual, about your organization as a business, about your brand, etc. So today, the discussion is going to take a little bit different approach. We're going to change what we're going to do, and instead we're going to discuss the things that you should be resistant in changing, the things that you need to hold fast to, your core values, and things that make your consistency in your brand presentation, whether it's you personally as a self-brand or the brand for your business. This advice can apply to anything in your self-brand, whether you're a social media influencer, a podcaster, an artist, a musician, an entrepreneur, someone who has a name and a face and recognition in the world, or your business, your, your the brand that comes with your product, your service, your retail business, your B2B, your B2C, etc. It could even be a podcast. All of this advice can apply to all of those situations. So today... We're going to continue the conversation about change by talking about what we don't change, or at least what we're slow to change or resistant to change. So there are some things that do rarely lead to change, but when they do, you need to put a lot of introspection, a lot of thought, and a lot of process into it. It shouldn't be easy to make the major changes that we are going to discuss today. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday morning hustle podcast for anyone willing to come in early, stay late, or work on the weekend to earn what it is they're trying to achieve. That's you. That's why you're here. Let's get into it. Let's talk about all the things that you should be resistant to or outright almost hostile to the idea of changing. These are these are core issues that you need to keep as consistent as possible. There are exceptions, and I'll give you those as well, but we're going to talk today about your brand, your business brand, your self-brand, or your persona, how you're perceived. We're going to talk about your business model for your business or your education and skill set, uh, the things you bring to the table as an individual and a career path, your core values that applies for personal and for business use, your culture and the culture that you represent and that you come from and that you put forward that you build around you as well. And the things you should be focused on, how to can stay consistent in your focus so that all of your messaging, all of your delivery, all of your execution, all of your tactical execution will actually achieve what it is you're trying to achieve through focus, not being too disparate in your messaging. And then, of course, how to value, how to embrace, how to lift up those people who helped you get where you are today. You didn't make it here alone. Other people were part of that journey. The greatest level of success is then not just recognizing them, not just honoring them, but bringing them along with you on that path to success. Because the more that we have partners and collaborators and a support system, the more likely we're to be successful. And then we could spread that success onto others, which is another level of success. So that's the conversation we're going to have today. So let's go right back to the top about your brand or self-brand or your personal persona. This is how the world perceives you, how the world sees you. When you create a brand for a business, you, you melt down all the things that, that business does, strengths and weaknesses, position, value proposition, etc., and you try to craft the simplest, most succinct, most easy-to-understand version of what that is at your brand. 
And again, it applies to an individual of your self-brand as well. Uh, for me, my self-brand is I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a podcaster. I am a someone who who provides value through the podcasting medium, through my consulting business, through networking, being a part of the community, et cetera. These are parts of my self-brand. Of course, you understand what brands are with your business, right? It is the how people understand you. And as an individual, if, if you're not necessarily a self-entity, but you're just a person who's trying to build a career for your success, self, self working nine to five, working that day job, doing a great job, trying to work yourself up, be part of that system, you still have a persona about you. Are you a leader or are you someone who takes direction well? Are you someone who is very commanding, very loud, maybe very brash and bold? Or are you something that someone that's more introverted, more quiet? Are you someone who will need to be held back because you go too fast sometimes? Or are you someone who needs to be prompted and promoted and encouraged to do certain things? These are types of things that go into your persona. So again, these things should come from and should be based on your strengths and weaknesses, whether it's you personally or your business. It should not be made up, fabricated marketing conversations that make up your brand. If you're honest and true and focused on your strengths and trying to mitigate your weaknesses when you create the brand originally, the fact that it is your greatest strengths and avoiding your greatest weaknesses and the most simple version of that is explaining that is your brand. This is why it makes it difficult or impossible to change your brand because you spend so much time, so much effort on the business side, you spend money and other, other assets as well to establish that brand so that you create an expectation you can meet. You create an expectation of how you do business, your product or, or service offering, value proposition, et cetera. And the people who are interested in doing business with you say, yes, that's what I'm interested in, or I find value in that, or some other combination that says your brand is appealing to me. I'd like to do business with you. If you have done your good, a good job of meeting the expectation you created in that process, then they want to do business with you again. You have favorite brands, right? Whether it's Coca-Cola, Nike, Budweiser, Apple, Chevrolet, Ford, Toyota, the list goes on and on, right? Whatever your favorite brands are, if you like the product, if you like the service, if you think find value in it, you want to be able to go back and do it again. If if you're currently driving a Chevrolet and you're super excited about it, Chevrolet wants you to come and buy another Chevrolet again the next time you want to buy that. Same thing with the beer you drink or the hamburger you eat or the sofa that you sit on. So that's why not changing your brand is so important. The brand, the core assets, the reason that people know you and understand what it is you do, understand the value you provide, whether it's a business or as an individual, needs to stay consistent, ingraining that brand into other people's thought process of you is a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of cost, and takes a long time. So then when you change it, you dilute all of that work or completely expel it and lose it. So don't be quick. Don't consider. Really don't. Change your brand your self-brand, the same thing with your persona. If you're known now, it's very often could be that your persona is perceived as negative. Maybe that you are are difficult to work with instead of maybe headstrong is the positive way, difficult to work with is a negative way, or opinionated versus a team player, et cetera. There are things you can work on to improve that, 
but that's a little bit outside of your control, you can try to change your persona, but it's not in messaging. It's going to be in action. So your persona is definitely set by your actions. You can change your actions. You can improve your actions, and you can improve yourself persona. Brands typically don't change unless there's a massive change in the way they do business or their brand is associated with something negative. When there is a great example of that is Kentucky Fried Chicken. They don't call themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. They call themselves KFC. Why? Because the term fried is seen as negative. Fried foods are bad for you. So KFC is trying to keep the brand message that they have, which is Kentucky Fried Chicken. You, it's been around for a long time. You know what it is. You see the red and white buildings and billboards, and you know what it is. You see the colonel's face, et cetera. You know what that is. We just, they just don't want you to associate that with fried food because fried foods are negative, seen negative in this time period. So your brand, yourself, and your persona is something that is You've been established the entire life of your business, the entire life of your brand, your entire life as a person, as a, as a working professional has been establishing that brand. So do not be quick to try to change it unless there's a negative that's necessary to change. And even if you put effort into changing it, you have to, you must, it's essential. It won't work unless you follow up with the actions. The actions speak louder than words. So you can tell people if you're, associated with negative customer service with your brand that we have improved our customer service, but it doesn't matter if you can't follow up that with effort, not just slightly better, not just minimally better, but dramatically better to the point that people notice and say they used to be terrible at this and now they're great at it. And it's one thing to say, it's another thing to do it. You have to deliver on it. You have to meet the expectation you set through your branding. Now, along with brands, you have business models. And on the personal side, it's your education or your skill set, the things you bring to the table, how you operate, how you actually get the job done. In business, we call this a business model. And if you're going to change your business model, we often refer to it as a pivot. Pivots are huge decisions for, again, brands. With brand equity, you're going to lose all that brand equity. And on the business model side of things, everything that you've built, every training that you've had, every relationship that you've put together, every standard operating procedure, every set of rules, everything you have within your business is tied to the business model. It's tied to the business model and the brand. When you pivot the business model, you throw a lot of that away and you start over and you have to redevelop. You have to put new effort into doing it. This is why it's a huge decision to pivot a business. Now, pre-COVID pandemic, the idea of pivoting a business was a long 12, 18, 24-month conversation about whether you could or should. A lot of startups often sometimes pivot because their initial idea, as they're following through it, they find out that that is not going to be sustainable. It's not economically viable, but they have some assets in place or they have some, some product that can be utilized in a different way in a viable method. And so then the model is pivoted. It's not as much of a hardship when you are a startup because you have done less work and you have less brand equity that you're losing to make the pivot. And it's smart early in the business. When a business is established, when you have a brand that is known, pivoting your business model and pivoting the brand is very expensive. And in theory, you can't go back. Not just theory, in practice, if you establish who you are and what you do, and then you change it, you spend a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of attention on changing that perception, on changing the execution, on changing the logistics and training and everything that goes with it. There's a lot of lost cost. There's a lot of lost brand equity, et cetera, to then try to switch back because what you switch to 
was it working? And if you, why would you switch it unless you knew that was going to work? Think about that. Switching back is nearly impossible. It's too expensive. What you lost to switch and pivot, and in pivoting back or switching back, those losses typically cannot be overcome. Now, I m- mentioned COVID because the COVID pandemic and the way the world and the governments, et cetera, reacted to it created a lot of pivot necessity. A lot of businesses had to think of themselves as startups because their market went away. Their opportunities to run their business the way they had been running their business, whether it's one year or 100 years, went away, was taken away from them, were not capable of doing things that way. They were forced into pivots. Many of them were forced into a temporary pivot or this is how we'll do things during COVID and then we can switch back. This is a huge exception to the rule. So on the brand business side of things, do not consider pivots unless it's essential, it's necessary. Literally, the business will die without the pivot. On the personal side, a pivot, changing your business model, how you go about things typically is adding experience, skills, or education, going back to school, getting a master's degree, or taking a different job or different training or courses, et cetera, that expand or change your skill sets or what you can offer as an employee. It's an undertaking. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. If you guess wrong, if you make the wrong decisions, if you pivot in the wrong direction, just like business, it's going to cost you. And then pivoting back or making up the losses, whether it's time, money, effort, attention, can be very hard, can set you back, can often be put you in a worse position than where you started pre-pivot. So be strongly considerate as to whether you pivot your brand or your self-brand, whether it's your persona, your educational skill sets, or your actual business entity itself. But all of this is how you present yourself to the outside world. It's conversations with other people that do business with you. Let's talk about what happens on the inside, your internal processes, your core values. And this applies to business and personal. Core values is a term that applies to people and to businesses and all types of organizations. They are just that. They are things that are at your core, the center of what you do. And all decision-making processes should be run through core values. If it doesn't match a core value, the conversation should stop. If it doesn't align with your core values, you should not do it, no matter what it is, no matter what the opportunity is, no matter what kind of money comes with it, no matter what comes after. If it won't match your core values, you should not do it. As a person, if your core value is being positive, is being helpful, is being open-minded, then you shouldn't do things that are negative, that do things that push back on these ideas Those go against your core values, will dilute your personal brand, and will will make you inconsistent. Same thing for your business. If your business is based on customer service, on the best technology, on your product service offering, on price, availability, et cetera, these are core values along with how you treat your people, how you treat your customers, how you fit within your community. These are all core values you can establish for your organization. You then need to stick to. And if there's decision-making that is outside the core values, you need to avoid it. You need to say no to it. So these are these are things that can be, you feel are confining. Core values are look seem to be confining because they're a simple version of should you, should you, or should you not. But the truth is core values are very core. They're very simple and, and basic. How they get executed, how they get delivered, how it gets carried through 
your business process or your personal life is the place where you can add to, you can, you can add experience and skills and perspectives so that you keep your core values, but maybe you expand upon those core values or how you execute upon them can be up to you, can be based on what the situation is now. Are your core values, the execution of your core values different during a pandemic than when we're not in a pandemic? Do they change or how the execution changes in response to, to politics, to economics, to culture, etc. So you can make changes in execution. You can make changes in measurements and how you adjust to your core values. Your core values need to stay central and established in order for you to, again, be consistent. So you're, you can expand upon these values, but you shouldn't alter or change them. You should alter how you execute upon them based on what the world is seeing and accepting. There's a lot of things you just can't do in 2022. You could do in 1980 and 1950 and, and 1910. Things you could do and say that you couldn't do then, you can't do now, et cetera. But a core value of how you treat people, about being re- with respect and with ethics and things of that nature and how it gets executed, something that was seen as unethical before or ethical before, now it's seen as unethical. You can make those adjustments to what society and business and culture is telling you in 2022, 2023, et cetera, moving forward. So you can add to core values through experiences, skills, and perspectives, but still keep those values. It's not very often you have a core value that you say that does not apply to us anymore. It's very, very, very uncommon. So develop core values you can keep for the rest of your life. And if you stick to those core values, it will guide you through, again, not chasing money, not chasing opportunities that you shouldn't be chasing, and definitely not creating opportunities out of situations where you have to be negative or do things that are outside of your comfort zone in a detrimental way, not pushing yourself out of being uncomfortable, but literally not treating people the way you would help they would treat you to go outside of your own set of rules, your own set of values is how those things stay core. That's why core values is so essential for business and personal. The things that come from the core values and are things that affect core values are culture. And in business, we call that corporate culture, whether you're a corporation or not, whether you're a business of one, two, five, 500, 5,000, corporate culture is how we refer to the people who work within the business and the people who do business with us. So internal and external. On the personal side, we call it personality. Your culture, your personality, it's who you are. It's where you come from. It's your background. It's all of your past experiences. It's what you've learned in the world and how you apply those things and move forward with them. What you do with what you know. This is culture. Now, often culture is focused on where you come from, where you grew up, small town, big town. Was it urban or was it rural? Did you have a lot of education or a little bit of education? Did you have tons of opportunities or minimal opportunities? Were things in your life hard or were they easy or were they somewhere in between? Did you have massive things in your life, positive or negative, that maybe gives you a different perspective, a different background, a different personal culture than other people who maybe had similar upbringings but not those big incidents? Same thing for business. What have you learned when you were starting out? What did you learn when things are going well? What did you learn? How did you adjust? How did people react to how kind of people did you attract when things were going well and things were going bad? Who stuck with the organization when things were down and who came with the organization when things are up? 
how do the people involved react to each other and, and react and interact with your clients, your customers, your vendors, your third-party collaborators, etc. These are all things that go into culture. The culture you come from, the culture you were raised in, the culture that you started when your business was day one day old and then one week, one month, one year, 10 years old, 20 years. These things change and they evolve, but they always go back to where they start. Those things are at your core. They're part of your core values, your culture. Where you come from is ingrained in you. Now, there can be positive and there can be negative in that. The key to being successful is always focusing on what's positive, what's beneficial, what moves you forward in, a, in the right way, what helps you, you stick with, you embrace, you use as fuel. The things that hurt you, the things that pull you back, the things that are negative, we want to avoid, we want to move away from. Those are our weaknesses. Those are our, our threats. Those are things that take us in the wrong direction. So we avoid them. We move them aside and we replace them with strengths, with benefits, with positive outcomes. So everyone's background, everyone's culture, everyone's business starting and existing and being successful, trials and tribulations, etc., have positives and negatives. Embrace the positives, focus on those positives, and learn lessons from the negatives. Find things that you don't want to repeat, that you don't want to do again, whether it's something in your childhood as a person or something an early mistake that your business made as it, you were going from startup to established phase. Learn those lessons from those mistakes, but then move forward from the negatives without bringing those negatives with you. This is how you break the cycle of violence, the cycle of poverty, the things that were negative in your childhood that you can bring forward in your personal life and do better. Stop those cycles and move forward. Same thing in your business. As you learn lessons, as you improve, as you, as you treat people better, as you interact with people better, if you have better relationships, both internally and externally, continue to do those things. Don't do the mis- things that were mistakes, that were failures, that were setbacks, that were negative in the past. Learn the lessons and then move forward. That's positive change. That's growth. That's a lot of the conversations we've had the last several weeks on the podcast. That's all braced in your culture, whether it's corporate culture or personal culture. You can do all of this by focusing, keeping your focus keeping focused on what's beneficial, what moves you forward, not trying to do everything. You can't be the best athlete, the best scientist, the best educator, the best podcaster, and the best sewing expert. Just pull that out of nowhere. You can be one of those things, but not all of those things. In business, you need to focus on the primary thing you do well, on your primary customer, on your the service that makes the most sense, the conversion rate, the highest focus there, and other business will preferably come around that. Focus is key. Don't change your focus. Keep your focus busy. Much like pivoting or changing your brand, you lose all the equity, all of the buildup, everything that you've taken up to that point to get you there. So don't lose focus. And then finally, don't forget those who helped you to get there. The people who got you where you are, the people who helped you along the way, whether it was a little or a lot, whether they were a cheerleader, motivator, or someone who literally gave you a job, handed you a position, loaned you money, invested in your business, took a job when they probably could have taken a better job, stuck with you, extended credit, all these things. Anyone who's helped you, you have an opportunity to help them and to help other people. You have the opportunity to be the person you needed when you were in a lesser position, when you were in a different position. So don't change where you come from. Don't change your history. Learn the lessons from the failures, setbacks, et cetera, 
move forward with the people who helped you become successful and then give back to them, reach back to them, help them in their success path, help others in their and the success path they're on and continue now a cycle of success instead of a cycle of negative. So take from every experience you've had, learn lessons from the positives, move forward negatives, learn lessons from the negatives, move forward with the positives, bring everyone with you. Create, don't just create a singular success, create systems of success, create collectives of success, create a whole team, a support system of success. If you can do that, success is easy to keep and maintain and be sustainable. So those are the keys to how you become successful, how you embrace change, but be resistant when you need to, how you keep your core values, your corporate culture, your brand your model all intact. Learn the lessons from the negative ex- execution. Learn the lessons from the day-to-day, the trials, tribulations, but then leave that negative behind. Take the, the, the good that you learn from it. Take the positive. Take the people with you who you can trust that you can believe in because they have trusted and believe in you. And rising tide lifts all boats. Thanks for listening. Make sure you stream. Make sure you subscribe. Listen, stream, watch every weekend, of course. Leave a comment and a review. I'd really appreciate reviews and share with a friend, especially maybe a friend who's going through the process right now of trying to figure out what their business needs to do or what their self-brand is reflecting and how embracing change that we've talked about previously and keeping, sticking to those core values and the brand and the consistency can be positive for them as well. So share with that with a friend. Make sure you get your starting one household coffee and donuts and entrepreneurial swag. I'm sporting the brand new Oklahoma swag this week that the lieutenant governor dropped off the office when he came by. So you can check that out as well if you like. If you're an Okie who wants to rep the, the state, there's a lot of great swag the state is offering for you as well. Follow Engage on social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the Facebook fan page, of course. Don't miss an episode of the Sign One Hustle podcast or the Balance Series bonus podcast. It's on new new episode the last Monday of each month. There is an episode up now as well. It's balancing professional outside contractors versus using your internal team. Interesting conversation. All the past episodes, all the information, all the swag, everything else is at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. You know what it is. See you next week. Saturday.